everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Boring Startup Podcast. Jeez, I almost forgot the name of it. My goodness. Welcome. On today's episode, uh, it's going to be, it might be a little all over the place. I'm going to give you fair warning on that, but I've, I've tried to do my homework from the end of last episode. If you tuned in, I talked about sort of answering some questions about why I'm doing this, where I want to go and how I want to get there. And I've I've tried to sort of outline it. I have a few notes in front of me, but it just I wasn't getting to a place where I've got this fully planned out and can smoothly say all the words that that create this episode. And so we're just gonna hop right into it. I talked on the last episode about wanting to reverse engineer what my goals are. And to do that, I needed to first define like, what am I actually going for? Why am I actually doing this? So that uh, I can tie decisions and more than decisions, create a game plan backward from that of how to get where I want to be. And so the very first question that I tackled, and it, it was it's an easy question until you make it a hard question. And I made it a hard question. What do I mean by that is um, the, the question is, why am I doing this? And it, it's an easy question because there's lots of immediate answers that you can give for why you're trying to start a business or why you want to work for yourself and things like that. But when you dig a little deeper, some of them are very superficial, like they're, they're the cliche answers. And so I forced myself to not do that. I mean, I gave the cliche answers, but then I forced myself to go a little deeper than that because um, a lot of times those answers are just, they're just rote responses. Like you've, you've, that's what you're supposed to say. And <clears throat> You know, like, oh, I want to be my own boss and I want to have the freedom to do, you know, direct my own destiny and and things like that. And uh, I want to make, you know, whatever, a lot of money from running my own business. And a lot of these things that you say when when people say, oh, why do you why do you want to start your own business? You, you know, they're, they're the cliche answers and it doesn't make them untrue, but I wanted to really articulate it a little more. I don't know that I'm going to be successful at that, but I wanted to try to articulate a little more of why am I doing this? And the reason I asked that question is <clears throat> if you've been following for a while, you know that I'm a big fan of Gary Vaynerchuk and he, he, not so much anymore, but he went through a phase where he was telling people, you know, if you're not working hard enough at it, it's it's probably more a hobby than it is you being an entrepreneur. And so the reason I'm asking why am I doing this is I, I'm trying to start a business. Why am I not doing this just as a hobby? So when I uh, first got out of college, I, I had a full-time job and I felt like I had made it in life. I was making good money and you know, I worked in corporate America and was pretty proud of myself. And I spent nights and weekends working on programming and building hardware projects and doing maker things and Internet of Things before it was even called Internet of Things, you know, widely. And uh, it was a hobby. I mean, it really just was a hobby and I enjoyed it and still do enjoy it immensely. And so why at this point am I trying to start a company versus just calling it a hobby. Like I, I make good money and I've have time off and I have plenty of free time. Like I don't work crazy hours so I can work uh, just during the day. And then I still have nights and weekends to do all the things that I'm interested in as a hobby. And 
that one's a little br- brings a lot of reality to it. So it totally could be a hobby, I guess is what I'm saying. I I don't it's not like I'm pushed into a corner where I've hit a, an earning problem where I'm not making a lot of money and I have a career that's struggling and I and I need something else to support my family. That's not the case at all. This is completely voluntary and non-obligatory. And so why am I doing it? And the answers that I came up with, again, in uh, this could get back into cliche, but I, I don't want to like go into super long rants about this, but I listed them in order of importance to me. And they are freedom, security, and financial. And I want to just briefly touch on each of those um, as as the why I'm doing this. So first and foremost, I have always done well in corporate America, but it is n- not something that I like. <laughs> and I, I'm, I'm sort of like, you can tell I'm, I'm hedging my words there, trying to choose them wisely. I, I don't work particularly well. I do work well. So let me take that back. I I do quite well in corporate America. I have learned from very hard and trying experience how to game the system. And I don't mean game the system as in I'm doing a terrible job and, and, and cheating. It's just that it is a game. Corporate America is a game. And those that get ahead are those that know how to play the game and give the system what it wants, which unfortunately in the 15 plus years that I've been doing it is not what's best for uh, customers. It's not what's best for employees. Uh, Many times it's only what's best for the company. And I I hate that. And so um, I've done well in corporate America, but I don't love being in corporate America. And so I want the freedom to be out of that. I want the freedom to not have to play the game. Now, you know, the answer might be, well, when you're doing your own thing, you're playing a different game. That That's true, and I recognize that, but uh, it's, a, it's a game, and I have the freedom. Again, my number one reason, I have the freedom to play that game more by my rules than by the rules defined by somebody else who is not looking out for me, is not looking out for a customer, is most often looking out for them. So I want freedom from that. And that is my number one reason. I don't even need reasons two and three. For reason one alone, the freedom to be out of corporate America is why I want to start my own company. And um, that's a huge one for me. Uh, Number two is security. What do I mean by that? I have a very secure job, and I hate when people say that. Like, oh, you have a, you know, that's a that's a really secure job. I I don't think we can ever say that in corporate America. I have been a part of probably half a dozen round of layoffs at the various companies I've worked at. I've never personally been laid off, but I have seen people who would have told you two days before they were let go that they were very secure in their job and wouldn't leave it for the world because it it gave them security. And they got fired two days later. I had a a guy at one of the places I worked who was a senior engineer who created the platform that the business ran off of. I mean, you're talking a high-end architect and was let go just out of the blue under a change of management, uh, top management. And my, my assumption is somebody looked at how much we were paying him and said, let's, we could probably make it without him. And the, the interesting part is we did. Like I worked at that company for seven more years and we didn't go out of business. And so 
was that guy's job secure? Not at all. All the people that got laid off during the recession probably would have told you six months before that they were very secure in their jobs. And so I don't believe job security is something that exists anymore like it did for when my parents were working. You know, my dad worked at the same company for 43 years. He absolutely had job security. They weren't going to fire him. Um, He got a pension. Uh, Pensions are another thing. Oh, the security of a pension. There's no pensions anymore. Very few companies have them. Many companies are canceling them. So where's the security in that? I think one of the great lies of corporate America is how secure it is. And specifically for what I do in tech. Uh, Tech employees do not, you know, air quotes, age well. I don't believe that it's impossible to be an elite uh, contributor as you get older in this industry. But it is something where... Uh, The pay grades make people look at, oh, yes, you are a senior person, but the salary that we have to pay you after 25 years of service is just not worth what we could get away with paying a recent college graduate or even just a mid, you know, middle experienced person that maybe has five to 10 years of experience. And so uh, security for me, if, if, if I am in charge of my own destiny, I feel much more secure than hoping that a company I'm working with will keep me on board for as long as I'm a contributor. Because again, it doesn't even have to matter if you're a contributor. They can decide to lay you off in two seconds if it suits the company. And that is something that I don't want to live with uh, as I'm getting a little older. You know, I'm approaching 40. I'm going to get into that spot where my value in the tech industry as an individual contributor. Now I could look at management chains, not interested in that in corporate America, but again, security is a big one for me. And I think, um, people will say, Oh, well it's much more insecure running your own thing. I think there's certainly some trade-offs there and it depends on your business, but there's definitely more of a sense of ownership and ability to control that, that I do not have and have never had in corporate America. So that's number two is security freedom. Number one, security, number two, and number three, financial. Now, I've said it many times, so I don't want to beat the horse deader than it already is, but I don't need to be a millionaire, billionaire, whatever you want to say in today's startup entrepreneurial um, culture that, you know, making a billion dollars. I don't need to be extremely wealthy. That is not a reason that I am looking to start and run my own business. I want to make enough to support my family and to set myself up for a point that I can retire. I am not, at least at this point, not particularly interested in working into my 80s and 90s because I love it. Um, Because I know some people are like that, that don't work in corporate America, but just love what they do so much, they don't ever want to stop. And I may get that way. Like, what am I going to do when my kids grow up and move out? Like, I don't want to just, I don't play golf. And so you know, I'd probably be tinkering anyway, but I don't want to plan on that. I don't want to plan on having to work until I die. Like I may want to hang it up one day and just spend time with my wife and enjoy not working and just, you know, experience some other things in life. And so, uh, I want to be able to set myself up financially for that. Now I don't even need to match my salary at this point. And so, and there's a key there. Like I would be willing to take a pretty decent pay cut to control my own destiny and my own schedule. Like I'm talking like a fairly significant pay cut, like 30, 40% pay cut. Um, because I'm able to do that. We don't, 
uh, currently live into my income. Like a lot of people, they get promotions, they get raises, and they're like, oh, guys, time to buy a new car. It's time to buy a bigger house. time to buy more stuff. We've never done that. And all the raises and promotions that I've gotten over the years, we've changed our lifestyle very little, which I feel like has set me up into a good position now to be able to take a massive pay cut and then not really change our lifestyle. Um, now, that would mean that I'm not saving a lot of money because, again, I'm, I'm trying to save up for retirement, whatever that looks like one day. But um, I could go without that for a certain amount of time while I got things uh, up and running. And so I'm, I'm in a position to do that. But I would like eventually to have at least the financial freedom um, to continue the lifestyle that we have and then, um, you know, save for the future, whatever that may entail. And I want to, I'm going to insert it right here in the episode because it reminds me, it's one of my favorite videos of all time from Gary Vaynerchuk. It's uh, from several years ago before he blew up, um, into the internet sensation that he is now. Uh, but it talks about this idea of doing what you love and having financial freedom and, I just, it's like I said, it's one of my favorite things. And so I'm going to just, it's, it's only about a minute and 20 seconds, something like that, a minute, and 30 seconds. And so I'm going to play that now so you can hear sort of the inspiration that I have. You know, so I've been in a lot of conversations lately and people are like, heck yeah, Gary, you're right. You know, if you do what you love, who cares about the cash, right? The fulfillment of being happy and going to work and doing what you love is so great. You know, it's been very common wisdom or it's been brought up quite a bit and kind of confirmed that, you know, that people that leave high paying jobs should go do what they love and they'll live a more fulfilling life. But what people don't talk about at all, I rarely hear people talk about this is, Something I believe immensely and something that I want to push people to start thinking about, especially in this economic downturn. I actually fundamentally believe that if you end up leaving a corporate job or working for the man or doing something that you hate and start doing something that you love and at a much lower cost in the beginning, whether it's you're working a nine to five job and then doing it at night or you can do it and monetize it, but you're not making as much money as you used to as a lawyer or a doctor, that you will end up making so much more money too. You know, that's the thing, Mott, Maddie. You know, people are like, yeah, do it. Awesome, Gary, you're right, I'm pumped. Who cares about the cash? I'm gonna live an awesome life. Yeah, and you're gonna make more money. It might not happen right away, but you have to understand, when you love it, when it comes out of your face, when it pours out of your body, when you love it, breathe it, live it every second, you build bigger things. You put more into it. You don't just work nine to five. You don't just live for your vacations or your weekends. You work every second, every moment. And you know what happens when you work? And you work hard? And oh, by the way, you like it so you're working smart and you know it because it's your hobby or your passion? You crush it. So, yeah, you can leave and make less money, but ultimately you're gonna make more. So you can be happy and make more money. That sounds good to me. Man, I just, I love that every single time. Um, I think there's real truth to that. I think that not only doing what you love is a great way to just do what you love and not do a job that you hate, but I also think because of all the reasons you do that, there is financial upside to it. And I believe in that. I, I haven't been able to make it a reality yet, but. I, I'm going to die trying on that one. I, I just, I really, it's something that I want to pursue. And so that's, that is the why 
I am trying to start my own business. I, I want freedom, security, and I want you know the financials to make sense. Um, I know that some people do things that they are very passionate about, that don't make a lot of money, um, and I I respect and give props to those people. I um, I need I need it to work both ways. Like I I, I wouldn't do. It works out that my passion is in a field that's very hot and pays well right now, um, but I probably wouldn't do it if it was making it so that we were scraping by. I'd probably look for other alternatives. So that that that's something that actually just happens to work out serendipitously for me at this time and and how the world has gone with tech. And so, um, so that is the why uh, portion of all of this. And so, the second question that I wanted to answer is. What does success look like? So what? where am I going? I've read some articles recently or, or a specific article where the guy had said, you know, he felt for so long he felt like a failure because he didn't create a billion dollar company. Uh, but he had created a, I can't remember what it was, tens of millions of dollar company. And he felt like a failure because he was like, he wanted to be a unicorn and make a, you know, have a billion dollar valuation as a company and felt like a failure for not getting there, ignoring the fact that he had created some incredible company that was making so much money for him and other people. But the expectation, you know, what his vision of success was he didn't achieve. And it wasn't until he reset that bar and realized, hey, I'm doing really well. Maybe this is where I'm meant to be. Uh, did he really start to feel a sense of happiness? And so I, I think it's important, you know, when you say, what does success look like? Anybody that starts a business, and I this when I was younger and you talk to people, it's like, oh, we're going to go into business and we're going to be so rich because we're going to make so much money. Like, there's never really a specific goal. It's just, we're going to make so much money. You're, you you don't set a dollar value on it, but you're thinking in your head of just like how amazing and you know awesome it's going to be, you know, whatever whatever it is, traveling or doing what the specific job, and you're making just truckloads of money. Um, but again, setting the expectations correctly um, is an important thing. And so, back to I'm going to say it one more time. I am not looking to build a billion dollar company. And so what does success look like? And I think that you can pick stepping stones of what success looks like. You don't, even if you want to build a billion dollar company, you shouldn't start with build a billion dollar company. A billion dollar company has to hit a hundred thousand dollars, five hundred thousand dollars, a million dollars, ten million dollars, a hundred million dollars. Like you could start at a lower one of those. You can have a far reaching goal of a billion dollars, but it's probably best to have a, a shorter term goal. Um, and so my, my, version of success is very simple. I wrote it down and I, I wrote down hard numbers because I, I want to frame, again, what am I looking to, like I need something to drive towards. And whether this is the a stepping stone point or the stopping point, I don't know. But um, my I wrote, and it's, again, it's still a little bit of a vague sentence. Corporate America would give me a hard time for being a, only a partially smart goal. I hate those things. Um, and so I wrote, working on my own terms, making $150,000 a year, and reporting to nobody but myself. And so there's a couple of things packaged into that of, you know, I, that, that puts me in the driver's seat. Um, so I get that that freedom and security that I'm looking for. Uh, freedom more than security. Again, there's there's lots of things that could cause that to fall apart. So 
Um, I want to work on my own terms. Like I, I want to, and I understand in any business where you have customers, you, you, you're beholden to them in some form or another. But again, I want to be the driver of that. Uh, so much in corporate America, it's here's the deadline because sales did this and we promised this to a customer. That's not my terms. I never agreed to that. And, and many times as a programmer, it's we can't even do that like in the time that you're asking for. And it's this dumb race of like, well, how can we like fake it as best we can to convince them that we actually delivered it without delivering it? And it's a giant mess. I, I want to do that on my own terms. And then the financial, I put a number on it, $150,000. If I can make $150,000 to start... Um, and again, not to start, like you got to start somewhere, $5,000, $10,000. But if I can get to that area, that $150,000 area with a business, I think the Gary V side of that kicks in where I could get into the groove and the upside from the passion would start to kick in. And I, I firmly believe that. So that's what success looks like. Um, and the last thing episodes a little bit longer than usual here, but the last question I uh, started to answer, and I'm, I'm gonna. This is where it starts to get really scattered. Is what do I need to get there? So I've defined why I'm doing it. I've defined what success looks like. Now, what do I need to to get to that? To get to working for myself, uh, making one hundred fifty thousand dollars a year, um, and that's where I I sort of went a little. Uh, blurry or vague um, and I wrote down I, I'll talk a little bit about these but what do I need to get there I put money time and a business and so something that I've started to think about and I'm going to talk about this in I think a future episode more is I, I want to start making more specific moves in life to get toward these things so I've been working a lot like before I started the podcast I spent a year building the puck like writing code, writing firmware, writing backend software, web services, um, designing hardware. Like I was doing a lot of things to get to the point that I'm at. Um, and now I sort of have stalled out, but I need to get back into making decisions that are going to drive me. Like all, during that year, I was making a lot of decisions that drove me to a completion of a product. I have a product. I'm holding it in my hand. In fact, as I was talking just a minute ago, I saw the puck try to update and flash. It's not updating with anything new at this point. It's the off season. Um, but I have a product. I made a product. Like I really accomplished something. Now, finding the market for that and and the business around that is is something that uh, I'm learning and and granted I'm not as good at I I am a technical person that is my wheelhouse and so uh, that's where my brother comes in but I, I I was really driving towards a goal and I accomplished that goal I have the hardware product that I set out to build is built and so now I want to do that same thing with the business I, I want to define what it looks like and then make the steps to get there and get me into the position of working for myself on my own terms, making a certain amount of uh, money. And so, uh, I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to cut, I'm going to cut the episode here at this point on the next episode. I want to talk about some of the things I'm, some of those actionable items that I'm starting to look at to drive toward that goal. Um, again, I, I left it vague. What do I need to get there? Money, time, and a business. I want to talk a little bit more about how I'm uh, addressing or, or trying to address those uh, to be able to continue to drive to build the business that I'm looking to build. And so 
Uh, hopefully that wasn't too scatterbrained and all over the place, um, but just kind of where I'm at and what I'm thinking about, it was good to really sit down and force myself to answer these questions and answer them honestly and not just give myself BS answers uh, about on some of these things like why am I doing this and really articulate it and and think through it. And so um, that is going to do it for today's episode. Again, I would love to hear from you. Uh, easiest way to get in touch with me on Twitter and Instagram at Kevin Sidwar on Twitter at Sidwar KD on Instagram. And again, depending on how you're listening in the description for this episode, there are some links and uh, ways that you can contact me on various platforms. DMs are always open for people to reach out. I would love to hear your thoughts. Uh, if you've been through this sort of a journey, I would love to hear uh, any any things that you've run into or, or advice you have, I'm, I'm always um, open to, to hearing other people's experiences and stories. And so uh, thank you again so much for listening, and I hope you have an amazing day.